Joining us on this edition of the News Review, we have writer and political columnist Saeed Shahabi, who's joining us from the British capital, London, and also joining us from Saidia, Morocco, we have editor of Veterans Today, Mr. Kevin Barrett. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Let's start off with Mr. Shahabi. Uh, let's jump right in, uh, Mr. Shahabi, and give us your thoughts on the recent uh, comments coming from the Iranian president. Uh, president Raisi said that there will be a strong response to any uh, possible bullying against Tehran. Thank you very much. Of course, the situation in the Middle East generally is very tense at this moment of time because of the uh, Israeli aggression uh, on Gaza, the killing, the maiming, and of course, it's uh, extraterritorial attacks on other countries, on Syria, uh, on some parts of Iraq sometimes. So all this has put uh, Israel in the limelight of, a cr of the crisis. And it seems to me that the Israelis believe that they can only survive in uh, an atmosphere of war. So as long as there is war, they will survive. If there is peace, they cannot survive uh, a peace situation. So they are uh, threatening to hit and uh, supported by America. But America also, American involvement in the region is destabilizing uh, the, 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 the region. And uh, as long as the Americans extend their uh, armed uh, presence in the region uh, and threaten to hit this and that, uh, there will be no real peace. Uh, especially, America is not loved by most of the people of the region because of its flagrant uh, support of the occupation of Palestine. They are supporters of Israel, supporters of the occupation. And they are not uh, independent, they are not neutral, and, and instead they are threatening uh, uh, here and there, uh, and there. And of course, what we saw recently, uh, they are being targeted by the people. Uh, the people of Yemen have uh, attacked some of their ships uh, in the Indian Ocean as well as in the Red Sea. And that is also adding to the confusion of, uh, of the region, in the region, and also the adding to the possibility of flare-up of uh, bigger war uh, as America and Israel uh, threaten to uh, attack local powers, regional countries, uh, and uh, some mil militarized group. Mr. Kevin Barrett, uh, the uh, Iranian president said that uh, uh, the uh, adversaries uh, and enemies, in his own words, uh, to the Islamic Republic, they used to resort to language of threat against Iran, uh, even state, stating on multiple occasions that the military option was on the table. But he also said that now the enemies are saying they're not seeking a confrontation with the Islamic Republic. Do you think that the United States was ever at a point where it was uh, contemplating uh, any form of military action against Iran, most notably uh, recently? Well, I think the American side is undoubtedly um, contemplating uh, some form of escalation in its relatively low-level uh, back and forth, uh, my kind of a not really it's not really a war, but there's definitely been pressure put on the American occupation of the region by uh, various axes of resistance-related groups, and in the wake of the attack that uh, killed the American servicemen and wounded a lot more, uh, the Americans were probably you know, doomed to have to escalate to some extent. But then the question became, would they try 
an actual attack within Iran's borders, uh, and how big would it be if they did? Uh, this, of course, would threaten to escalate into a regional war, because obviously Iraq would retaliate, as President Raisi made clear. Or uh, will they perhaps continue with the sort of tit-for-tat uh, thing that they have going with the, the various resistance groups that they're engaged with? The Americans are illegally operating uh, in Iraq. The Iraqi parliament has voted to expel the U.S., and the U.S. hasn't left, so it is an illegal occupying power in Iraq, and it's an even more blatantly illegal occupying power in Syria. The recent uh, attacks on the Americans happened right next to the Syrian border in Jordan, and that's a Jordanian base, which is also, one could argue that Jordan is also occupied, and that the decisions for Jordan are made from the gigantic American embassy compound there. So. Uh, the U.S. occupation of the region, which is not popular in the region, especially now that uh, this Zionist genocide of Palestine has gone into high gear, uh, has, has led to this situation where th uh, the local uh, resistance groups are much more likely to want to target American shipping in the Red Sea, American occupying forces in Iraq and Syria, and put pressure on the Americans. Uh, the thought would be that perhaps the U.S. would dial back its support for the genocide of Gaza. And so in this confrontation, the axis of resistance is on the side of enforcing international law and the judgment of the world court that just found probable cause that Israel is engaged in genocide in Gaza, and whereas the Americans are uh, the genocidal global outlaws. And I don't think the Americans want to greatly um, accelerate and escalate the war in the region in this situation in which they are the outlaws and they are hated by the vast majority of the people of the region. Saeed Shahabi, uh, the Iranian president, he said that uh, Iran's military might poses no threat to the West Asian region and that regional countries can rely on Iran's uh, uh, military power. Is he once again hinting to comments uh, he, the Iranian president specifically has made in the past stating that, listen, we can take care of security in our region, ourselves, regional countries, and uh, basically foreign forces, they need to pack up their bags and leave. Look, number one, uh, the security of the Persian Gulf should be left to the people of the, of the region. It shouldn't be uh, secured through the presence of the uh, international uh, or the Western or the American and the, and the British warships there. This is number one. So if the, the security of that uh, important place is left to the people, then the likelihood of flare-up of tension and war will be much less. This is number one. Number two, the Iranians are known uh, for their tit-for-tat policy. So if somebody uh, attacks them, they will, they will attack uh, back. And I still remember what happened, I think, in 1986, uh, in a meeting in Switzerland when uh, some Kurdish uh, people were there, uh, and uh, they were, uh, they had attacked uh, some Iranian installations, and the uh, Iranians went also and attacked them. So, all in all, uh, ir the Iranians will not keep quiet if they are subjected uh, to an attack. And this is what uh, the Iranian president said, that we, Iran will not uh, remain uh, silent if it is attacked. Number three, the uh, various groups that are working within the region, 
mostly they are independent. They are, they are left to their own decisions. They take their own decisions, whether they receive arms or, uh, from Iran or not. I'm sure they receive uh, arms from several places, not just Iran. So uh, the Iranians are not responsible for what these groups uh, do generally. Uh, and uh, if the Americans, as my colleague said, uh, choose to attack Iran, then that will be a declaration of war, which is not going to benefit anyone. And Israel is not going to benefit from war because it is already hated. Uh, its policy in Gaza has exposed a lot of uh, sh shortcomings and inhumane treatment uh, to the extent that they they wanted to impose and they did impose some okay. form of uh, of of of, of uh, preventing food and medicine from going to Gaza. So I think the situation is very tense, and I hope that it will pass without major incident. Kevin Barrett, one last question for you before we wrap up this segment. Uh, with all the years of the U.S. and its allies basically trying to exert their hegemony in the region, a point has now been reached uh, where uh, the people of the region are quite unified in their demand that the U.S. and foreign forces, they should leave the region. How important and significant is this point uh, that we've that the region has reached right now? It's critically important. It's also important to underline that it's not only the people of the region that want the American imperialists to leave, but even the governments uh, in Iraq and Syria, well, obviously Syria, uh, which has been uh, on the outs with the U.S. Uh, for quite some time, but even Iraq, which was invaded, occupied, and put under heavy American pressure all of these years, the Iraqi parliament voted to expel American forces and the Americans refused to leave. Uh, so the people and the governments of these countries and of the region in general want the Americans out. And now, especially with the American all-out support for this off-the-charts uh, genocide uh, in Gaza, the people of the region uh, are essentially united. Uh, the whole MENA region is now siding with the resistance and wants the Americans out. So I think the American empire is already uh, getting very shaky with its loss in Afghanistan, its impending loss in Ukraine, and now it's totally doomed support for the genocide of Gaza. And it would be very wise to think about how to withdraw from the region and from its role as the supposed unipolar world empire and start minding its own business and taking care of its own people and its own infrastructure. All right, thanks a lot, gentlemen, writer and political columnist Saeed Shabi joining us uh, from the British capital, London, and editor of Veterans Today, Kevin Barrett, joining us from Saidia, Morocco. With that, it brings us to an end here on this edition of the News Review, but stick around. There's plenty more to come here on Press TV.